And we're back. We are back. Uh, welcome back, Judge Buds, episode 57. Which is nuts. To, by the way, that's fucking crazy. But anyways, uh, as always, your host, Spoke Z. And once again, joined by my good buddy, Hoppy. Hoppy, how are we today? We are good today, man. Like I was talking to you about before we jumped on here. Um Humble plug, anyone listening, I don't care if you're in Minnesota or outside of Minnesota, if you could please go online, Facebook, Instagram, any social media, and look up Lupulin Brewing, L-U-P-U-L-I-N Brewing. They had a post that went up as we record, so Thursday, and it's about uh, some fun work that we did with them, including a beer collab that we did specifically for the state hockey tournament my wife came up with uh i'm biased but a fucking incredible can label so anyone that can just like give a like a heart a comment whatever like show the love give lupulin a reason to keep working with us i would very very much appreciate it can confirm it's a sick can i was about to take a sip of a beer but it wasn't that one so i thought i at least out of respect wait well there we go so i got I got just a, a more basic guy here. They're Dortmunder, a lager. It's delicious. This is the most tame can that you'll see from them, by the way. Their shit is crazy, but it all looks so fucking cool. So, oh, yeah. Here's Buddy. Lots what are you drinking? Uh, I have another uh, Treehouse, just a classic King Julius. Um, I think that's like the classic. I don't fucking know. I think it is, though. Uh, I accidentally left it in the freezer for a few days and then uh, took it out last night. No, was it last night? No, two days ago I took it out. Really thought it was going to explode, so I put it upside down in a giant stein. It didn't explode, and I'll tell you what, it's still pretty good. Doesn't suck. So pretty big win all around, I'd say. Um, it, it, it says there's an alcohol percentage on there, right? Oh, yeah, she's she's pretty it's, good. It's not 8. like 2. an NA beer? Okay. That's just crazy to me that it didn't explode. That tells me that your freezer fucking sucks. No, my freezer is real good. Actually, my fridge basically acts as a freezer, too. It's insane. It pisses me off. I actually get really angry because it just, like, freezes everything. But um, we can move on, though. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Um, well, so rough plan for this one. Uh, obviously, we're going to jump into the one of the more insane lead-ups to the trade deadline I've seen ever. Like, specifically, I mean, this is in the Eastern Conference. This is an absolute arms race, like, bloodbath, whatever you want to call it. And the fact that some of these teams are loading up and will lose in the first round is insane. Um, I think every fucking draft pick in 2023 and 2024 will be made. Like, every selection will be made by Western Conference teams, apparently. Because everyone's like, yep, don't need them. Um, and then, you know, we'll jump to headlines, but the prospects we will jump into the CHL guys from Minnesota. And then we'll, uh, do our 2023 NHL draft prospect profile, Mr. Anton Wahlberg. Yes. Anton Wahlberg, Swedish fella. Um, and then we'll just get out of here. Um, so why don't we start and I'm going to give you, you're going to get the floor for like five minutes here as our resident Pittsburgh penguins fan hoppy my friend i have one question 
what in the ever living Christ is Ron Hextall doing? He's hurting me in the worst way possible mm. because we have all these rumors going around. I mean, just like everyone has a deadline, right? About players you might acquire. And he miraculously found a way to clear cap space somehow, like from the heavens, the St. Louis Blues decide to claim Casperi Kapanen. That's a big load off. McGinn out, uh, found just like had really good ways of clearing cap space. And it's like, wow, they're actually going to come in and have a chance to make a big boy swing. And we're all agree with X doll is like, I don't think they're in a position to be a renter. Like, Pittsburgh's not going to stack up with, as you mentioned, the brutal East where all the talent has flocked, but there are guys that have term that are available, like finding a way to get Vancouver to retain on Besser or Miller, being able to pick up a Jacob Chikrin would have been sweet. Then from the top rope, Ron Hextall comes down and just gets me right in the jugular with a fucking Mikhail Granlund aging player no longer has it i personally don't think he ever truly had it but he certainly had his times where he was okay for fucking five million dollars for the next two years after this one literally crippling any chance of making other moves and it doesn't help the team at all he's just throwing darts at the board seeing what'll stick to kind of try to rejuvenate the bottom six and of course he sends away one of my personal favorite players, Teddy Bluger for fucking a bag of pucks. And I'm just, I'm beside myself, man. I don't know how he still has a job. I don't know how this like new ownership group can possibly be okay with this. I don't know. You got a better pulse on the fucking Fenway group than I do, but I'm, I'm beside myself. I, I didn't have expectations and he still found a way to come dramatically below whatever those expectations might've been. This is one of the most confusing NHL rosters I've ever seen in my life in terms of like a team that's supposedly competing for cups and stuff and like keeping the window open. Like, I they have to be the oldest team in the league. Oh, no, he what what Hextall has achieved essentially is making them the oldest team, giving them zero wiggle room. He has effectively traded away who I think was arguably their best defensive defenseman in John Marino. Got a player back in Ty Smith who still hasn't fucking played hardly with the big club because, oh, weird, they're cap-strapped and they have contracts they can't move. So he's basically been isolated to the AHL. Um, I don't have a problem with the Matheson for Petrie. There's a lot of people that were pissed to move Matheson. I think Petrie and Pedersen have done beautiful things together. Uh, the obsession with Brian Dumoulin, I, I can't get over. That's like during the cups, he was a low key hero. Now he is. Well, he's, he's not looking the same. We'll just say that. But like, this is a team that has the framework. Their top six can compete with any top six in the league their bottom six is probably the worst in the nhl and goaltending is a problem because tristan jerry is never healthy if he was healthy totally different story last year they beat the new york rangers without even trying 
if Tristan Jerry's healthy. But here we are, man. Nothing but pain. And I can't complain because I've gotten some great years, but it's like to be in a position where you can still contend and actively take yourself out of contention, that's what really twists the knife. Yeah, the Granlin thing. I Listen, I still like Granlin. I think he's a fine enough player, not for giving up a second-round pick in 2023 and then uh, throwing $5 million on your cap for two more years. Uh, I'll be curious to see who he plays with, I guess. It's mind-blowing, though. I mean, him and Zucker can hang out, though. Yeah, they, Zucker's they been a stud. No, dude, he's a guy that I've I've talked to some of the guys that I'm tied in with over in Pittsburgh, and they're like, people just won't give this guy a break. They blame him for the trade because Lambos looks sick. Addison's obviously popped. And it's like, oh, he fucking sucked. No, he's been hurt. Like, he, sorry, he can't control that. When he's played, the dude has played well. And this year, he's earning himself a contract wherever he wants to go next year. Like, he has shown he's still got it. And, like, I think he's been awesome playing with Malkin and largely Rust on the other side. But, dude, it's uh, – and I didn't even – I didn't even get into the weird obsession with Jeff Carter – signing him to a stupid contract, <laughs> protecting him and letting one of my favorite penguins, Jared McCann go. I dude, I'm, I'm done. Cut me off. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, having McCann might be a, probably would have been a good thing, but, um, I mean, yeah, I think you got close to uh, what, 20 million in space in the off season. I think. Is it that or have that wrong? Let me pull up cap friendly. Yeah, they're projected to have 19.3. Who they, they got to sign Jari. <laughs> They'll probably give Dumon a six by six. Dude, right? I mean, why not? <laughs> uh, Tell you what, that'd I, still be I, better I, than the Carter contract. So, yeah, fuck it. Good point. Good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a confusing team. The I was really surprised by the uh, the Bluger thing. It makes um, me so sad, dude. I like. Not just because he like was an unheralded guy that paved his way through Mankato, but like he's been such a key piece for the Penguins. Like he's played such a responsible two-way game. There's more offensively there than people realize. He's had a down year for sure, but like that's who you choose to cut bait with. That's the move for a fucking third. No. Yeah, that's the thing I think was like well, that. That's who you're going to – okay, well, all right. Now I'm not uh, to cheer for Vegas because they have both Bluger and Kessel and apparently now Johnny Quick, which that's that's a whole different story. That was the word – like, okay, let's just go into that. That is – Dude, how does, how does Columbus have him for a day and give him a better and more, like, favorable send-off than the LA Kings did? I feel like they know he's pissed that he probably wouldn't have even wanted to see anything from them. No, right, but, like, they were, like, nice. Still shitty. Then, like, they even made a social post that was, like, hey, really appreciate it. We know your time here was quick. Ha ha, wink, wink. But, like, oh. like they still made more of a statement than the Kings did when they made the trade, which, by the way, they fucking, they did him so dirty. I, that, uh, yeah. Fucking no, about, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. And, again, the Kings, the team with, so, and, again, I'm sure we'll jump into the, 
Shikrin talk in a second. They've had significant injuries for years in Shikrin. I mean, the whole team has. And Shikrin, they give up what they give up and piss off their entire fan base and like their fucking goal turner that won them cups. And then Shikrin goes for less than half of the fucking deals. But um, yeah, I'm glad Quick didn't have to uh, spend too much time, if any time whatsoever, in Columbus. I don't think he actually went. Oh, by the way, the fact that he was on the fucking team plane after he traded. Oh, my God. I've been like, yo, I will Uber home back to I mean, I've got enough money. Um, Crazy. Crazy. Um, But... We don't have to uh, jump into too many more trade deadline things here outside of Minnesota. We can just jump right into it. So the Wild did make some moves. We talked about it last week, right? They obviously were playing broker for a little bit. Um, People are like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? And we said, hey, what? they're just kind of gaining some assets here and still not taking themselves out for making any moves. Um, And they've now made two moves here. And I know people are like, I mean, it doesn't really matter what they did. They're going to bitch anyways. But uh, mm-hmm. they bring in Gustav Nyquist and they bring in, I actually love it because I love this guy. Jojo, Marcus Johansson is back, baby. Um, what did you think? What are you, where are you at with, uh, with the, I don't think they're, I think they have something else coming. That's the hope, right? There's got to be something still coming. I, I don't see a way that they, first off, just don't move someone off the roster, whether you're getting an actual roster player back or futures. But, like, we're all looking at Greenway, right? Yeah. Um, but for Johansson, like, I totally get the move. Like, you're looking at a guy who, like, give him a change of scenery, bring him into a locker room, and put him with some guys that, like, he hasn't played with before and see if something pops. Like, I, I think it's smart. Yeah, and like, I'm sorry, I'm being cheeky. Like, I actually don't think it's that bad of a move, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad of a move. He, it's funny, the fucking poor guy. Things had like six different teams since like he got traded from New Jersey to Boston. I think he's been like everywhere. Um, Washington, just a fascinating team at this deadline too, with their totality of moves. But um, I'll be curious. See again, I'm kind of curious to see where. I mean, Nyquist is going to be back for a little bit here. But I am very curious to where the plan is to slot them in. Because, like, also bringing these two guys in, like, you, like you said, someone's got to go. Like, where are you going to put them, right? Like, there are some players, at least one, that have to uh, move off the roster, whether it's trade or whatever. Um, I mean, the big ones, were, I mean, we've heard Russo, um, you know, reporting that they are actively trying to move Grunet, which has to suck, by the way. <laughs> like hearing that but i mean it is what it is um Dumbo's heard it for like three years I so know. well Dumbo's heard it for a fucking yeah greenway can deal with it but <laughs> i think an interesting dynamic of this too and i don't know maybe this has been talked about heavily maybe not it's interesting bringing in the two guys they did who have very different skill sets but both like serve reasonable roles in a middle six type situation I almost get the vibe that they're trying to gauge out and figure out like what kind of player is going to mesh with Boldy, whether or not they keep either of the two past this year. It's just figuring out like who can fit with Boldy. Like, what do we need that piece to be? Like, what can we try and go like stealthily pick up this summer 
to slot in and get some level of effectiveness out of Boldy because he's kind of been on an island. Yeah, and, and the, the one thing that I will say about the two acquisitions is like, I really hope the plan isn't what it was the first time that they traded for Johansson where they're like, oh, we're going to play him at center. I really hope they don't do that because it's not that has not that hasn't worked since he was playing. I don't know, a little bit of center with the Capitals, like when he first broke into the league. Yeah, like it hasn't really worked for him at center. I think he maybe he played a little bit of center with New Jersey when he was playing well over there. But I really hope that's not the plan because I don't think that's. But he is such a, he would be like, I do think he is an interesting fit playing with a kid like Matt Boldy, just because they're two guys who love having the puck on their stick. They're very creative, creative guy, like, right? very creative when he's on again, like right. he's the bat, the health bug, the fucking when he's not hurt, Jesus right? Christ. <laughs> um, um, and, and for tonight, which again, we're recording this on Thursday night, they're playing Vancouver. And I'm pretty sure the line is Johansson Boldy centered by Ack. So not center that's that's approved that's actually really i didn't even look at the fucking lines i haven't looked at anything i literally would have changed since i saw it but initially that's what they posted bro the last three days like i've been so busy at work i maybe look at my phone like once every three hours you know how much shit i've missed like (laughs) do do you know everyone that's been acquired by the boston bruins (laughs) no i have fuck who knows like dude that video no, you I shared didn't. though of Montgomery's reaction to the moves, that's it's just he's so awesome. funny. <laughs> just like such a fucking like white dad move, like fucking like this pumped. Um he's a beauty. My god, that guy. Um Jesus, they're loading up. But I I don't know. Eck, Johansson, and uh, and Boldy, that does interest me a little bit. Because I think like there have been a few shifts there. I really like the Eck and Boldy. Um, so it kind of makes me wonder if, you know, moving forward, you look at like the projected lines of the future or whatever. Obviously, Eck's not going anywhere. Boldy's not going anywhere. They're two vi- – they- Boldy also not just an offensive guy. Like that's his profile. So it is an interesting kind of idea that those two could work together. And again, like – if Boldy's just fucking dishing and Erickson X doing his thing where he's just going to live out front. Um, I, by the way, it blows my mind that that dude's like leading the, or was at one point. I'm assuming Caprizo has passed him now, but like last year, what do you have the most power play goal on the team? And like at one point this year he did too. It's like Erickson X is, it's just the weirdest. Like it doesn't he's, make sense. He's pacing again for career best goals. Cause he's a stud dude. He's so mm-hmm. good. Um, so, but th- it's interesting you say that though, because like like you said, he makes his living in front of the net. Mm-hmm. Who on this line is the goal scorer, right? Like, are they just throwing shit right. to the front and have a neck clean up, or does Boldy need to be more of a shooter? Like, because it's not Johansson, right? Like, he's more creative. <laughs> he's looking for the feed. Um, that that's my only hesitation here. Like, I'm almost more interested long term because you talk about it. Boldy and Eck are not going anywhere. I think long-term when this team is truly contending Eck is anchoring your third line, right? I think that a guy like Ryan Hartman playing with Boldy could be interesting. Uh, if we assume Rossi's going to ascend and play with Kaprizov. And if not, then great. Rossi plays with Boldy and Hartman stays where he's at, but like it's serviceable. It works. And he's shown the scoring touch and he, He's a guy that people like to shit on Hartman because he's 
definitely had ups and downs this year, but he's a guy that I feel like can just adapt. He knows where to be. He finds soft areas. He knows how to play with the people he's playing with. I think he could figure out what to do to make it work with Baldy if they gave it a bigger trial run. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just or tell me I'm an idiot if I'm wrong. I don't know. No, no, no. I was just looking for lines. Um, <laughs> not of cocaine. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. I was just like, that sounds weird. Um, Who wins in a yeah, fight? Cocaine know. bear or meth bear? Meth bear. It's always going to be meth bear. That guy, uh, he's all fucked up. Um, uh, meth, meth bear or Fritz? I mean, how can you bet against Fritz, that guy? <laughs> These videos of Fritzy boy. Unreal. Shout out Fritz. Over 500 pounds. He cracked the fucking 500 pound threshold there. Uh, good for him. Always buzzing. He challenged Tucker the other day. Put his entire head in his mouth. Uh, no fear. Heart of a lion. Uh, we can. Oh, no. Big hockey yes. guy. Fritz is. <laughs> Continue. Um, and then. So, yeah, we'll I, also you're just saying people like to shit on Hartman. Yeah, he's an easy target just because. <laughs> the bad shit that he does when he does it is just like <laughs> insane. Agreed. I know it has cost them constantly every time it happens, but every dumb penalty he takes is so funny. <laughs> like some of the penalties, like blatantly right in front. I mean, Dumba used to, well, every once in a while, still does the same thing. Like they're just standing in front of the ref in a scrub. And they look at someone and just punch them in the face. And like, they're like, what? what? <laughs> the ref is like, bro. Yeah, dude, just just like fucking Keandre Miller accidentally spitting in Dowdy's face. I don't think, I don't really know. I don't really fucking care about that. Like, <laughs> I think he was, who the fuck knows? I like watching. I can't it. imagine a scenario where I'm looking at a scumbag and I accidentally spit directly in their face. Like, I would have respected him more if he's like, like yeah, dude, I fucking though. hate Drew Doughty. Everyone hates him. I just did what everyone else wants to do. Go full Marchand on it. I guess. I don't know. It's still, it just seems so crazy to me. Like, I don't know. Whatever. The three-game suspension was ridiculous, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if you spit in a dude's face. Accidentally, though. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you can't go both ways with it. <laughs> well, you spit in a guy's face, and that's what we're charging him with or we're saying it was an accident and then it's like well what yeah i mean we want we can talk about it because i mean i'm watching the bruins game right now garnet hathaway spit directly into good branson's face on purpose a couple of years ago that was heinous and like unfortunately for hathaway had to pay the fucking piper fucking and event we don't have to go down this rabbit hole, but he had to fight Gabrans and Gabrans can beat the ever living dog shit out of him. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen with Dowdy and Miller. That would be a really funny fight, though. I mean, I got to think Miller's going to handle him. I don't, I don't think Miller wants to fight, though. I don't think he wants to, but I think if it reached the point where he like he's in it, there's no backing out. I wouldn't want to fight that kid. <laughs> Well, I mean, I would love to avoid it. Uh, you know, it's a pretty good, but I mean, uh, on um, this though, like real quick, then Boston Bruins, plenty of moves have been made. 
let's just talk though. Like, does Bertuzzi play on a line with Marchand, and do they just feast on people, or do you literally just have a psycho on all four lines? You literally have four lines with at least one to two rats. Top line, Marchand. Second line, because it looks like Hall's going to be out for he's on LTIR, so I'm assuming Bertuzzi will be there. Unless, well, I guess unless Sokka's still there with Krejci and Pasternak. Well, I don't know what the fuck. Uh, and then you've got, so let's say he's on the second line. Then third line, you got Trent Frederick. And then fourth line, you have fucking Hathaway. <laughs> like, it is a team of absolute goons. And some of the nastiest players in the league. My guy, Pasta, resigns. 90 sheets. Right. Fuck it. Eight years. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, it's a very fun and funny team to watch right now because they're like either kicking the ever living shit out of people or like just gooning it up bunch of rats like it's so fun fucking linus olmark linus olmark scored a goal went six and oh and still got third star of the month as i go like like we only got one goal man only one yeah no true true that's a good point yeah no step it up bro but like with everyone loading up in the east how crazy is it that basically toronto and Tampa have gone all in for the right to play this Bruins team. Like that's such a shitty, again, we need to fix the playoff format, but that's not happening anytime soon. Like you look at the two, three matchup for both the Atlantic and the Metro. You have a fucking stacked team. That's going home in the first round. Those two series could be the, the best two series in the playoffs this year. Yes. Agreed. Because, I mean, it's all but it's pretty much all but locked in, right? With New Jersey and New York. Uh, Met- Metro could definitely shuffle. The, the three teams True, are determined. Yeah. Like, Carolina could end up being one of the two. I don't think any of them fall down to wild card, though. So, you're looking at two of New Jersey, New York, and Carolina. And, I mean, you know that fucking everyone wants it to be New Jersey, New York, just because that would be absolute lunacy. Right. But yeah, it's wild, man. And yeah, Toronto, Tampa is all but decided. How about that fucking uh, Tanner's no trade? <laughs> I don't hate it as much as everyone else does. I'm sorry. Like, I. Well, it I doesn't matter because it's Tampa. It doesn't matter. It's Tampa. But it's just. Right. It's an overpayment, but I understand it. I understand. Yeah. It. There's so yeah. many people that just can't even wrap their heads around, like, why that would happen. Yeah. What's so great, though, because we go from that, we go from, oh, the Juneau deal is going to ruin every other deal and prices are going to be too high. And then next thing we know, Chikrin's shipped off for cents on the dollar. Like I, I, that still breaks my brain. Yeah. I really don't know what the Chikrin thing was. Um, Good for Ottawa. Good for them. (laughs) But it happened. Um, All right. right. If you have one more thing you want to hit on from the deadline, cool. Otherwise let's move on to actually talking about some of Judd's buds. Yeah, no, I was just about to say, I don't think we could possibly do anything else here because I think people are probably, I, I would imagine we have no one listening still. We've been all over the place with these trades. Zero uh, organization. Fritz, Fritz against Meth Bear might have saved us if they made yeah, that's it that a good far. point. That's a good point. Well, uh, you tell me, where should we start? Where should we start here? Because, I mean, we could do. I mean, dude, we're, we're, talking, we're talking CHL boys today. I think we got to start right away with your fucking boy, Caden Bank here. Signed. Talk about it. Yep. All right, so March 1st, first day that uh, teams can sign their uh, prospects to their ELCs. 
um, and Billy Garen wastes absolutely no time. Um, Science Bank here. He is now on his ELC. That will kick in next season. So obviously he's not going to – he can't. He's not going to go play anywhere. <laughs> it's just he literally can't do it if he wanted to. But um, I don't I don't even know how old he is actually off the top of my head. I don't imagine he would be in Iowa though next old season. Old enough. Oh, Jesus. Party. Fair enough. Um, but – I mean, well-deserved. Like, I think this is something everyone saw coming. Like, Bank here from start to finish last season was a completely different player, has really picked it up and has not slowed down at all. Um, you know, I thought he was somewhat quiet in the preseason just from, like, the scrimmages I saw and then just watching some of the other stuff that they were doing with the prospect while they were there. Uh, or at least, not the training camp, the, uh, what's it called? Dev camp. Um, and he literally <laughs> just went to Kamloops and started ripping um he's the season he's having is legitimately unbelievable and part of that too is just like they took that high flying high octane offense team last year and really just like amped it up another level by adding guys like kyle masters to the back end the transition demon and then eventually they add olin selwager a couple forwards up top as well so now the team is just like pretty much all offense but like unstoppable offense and you know bank here just added so many more tools to his bag that i didn't really know that he had before like the shot is like i still don't it's not like an elite shot it's not whatever but like the progression from you know last year was you know a lot of his goals were like right out front um you know i wouldn't say he scored in a variety of ways this season he's scoring spinorama goals he's creating separation he's Another thing with the skating, he's like creating separation, scoring breakaway goals. He is rifling one-timers. He is picking the puck up along the half wall on the power play and rifling them home from the dot. Like mm -hmm. he's just added this level of somewhat like unpredictability to his game and just more like versatile, well-rounded offense. And obviously it results in him getting selected to the world juniors camp, who I would that, confidently say zero thing. people, like, zero people would have picked him. Like, no, but you, you always talk about how you don't care about like the world juniors for, for draft stock, right? But for a guy like Caden Bank here, like how much did that world juniors selection mean oh. and what he did with it too? Well, it's more so the selection, right? Like, um, because again, <laughs> no one would have penciled him into a fucking world juniors lineup in August, right? Uh, well, obviously, well, they obviously didn't. Uh, they technically had a fucking world yes, stupid as shit. <laughs> the dumbest fucking hockey tournament I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that happened. Um, but again, like the crazy thing is he's a top player at Kamloops. He's playing first line center, first line left wing, right wing, second line center. Like he's whatever. And he's playmaking, he's scoring, like he's doing all these things and just taking his game to another level while being an elite, elite high-end player in the WHL. You know, first of all, it was impressive just to get the invite because he's having that impressive a season. And then you know that if he does make the team, like he's not going to be in the same role. So what type of player, like what role can you carve out for yourself knowing that your fucking like absolute ceiling might be like third line right wing? And he manages to yeah, we said it every single time we talked about it but um you know carve that role up for it so it's like yeah i know i'm gonna be a bottom six i'm gonna grind i'll kill penalties and i'll play defense and 
you're not going to be able to take me out of the lineup. And that's what he did. Like it, it was impressive that he made the team first off, that he made the final cut, that he then found a role for himself and played in every game and played a, like whether it was seven minutes or 12 minutes or 13 minutes, like he was a factor on that team. He played a role that like, you know, those bottom six guys, them doing the job that they do, like that kind of, you know, gives your top players the opportunity to just focus on like just lighting it up. They don't really have to do any of the hard stuff. And like, you know, I said it before, Fantilli, by the time the tournament was over, was on that fourth line and he was producing. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that he just got to like pick stuff up with bank here. I'm not going to sit here and try to suggest that any fucking success from Adam Fantilli was due to Caden bank here at the world juniors. But again, they gelled. He's playing in a role and he is helping other players be better. So um, all that to say, like, signing him as soon as they could that's a no-brainer i'm sure you know they're looking at where they picked him in that draft and he looks like it's going to be a real solid pick he's definitely got an nhl future in my opinion um you know and with the progression like he obviously hasn't stagnated like he's only um you know developed incredibly well so i'm curious to see how much more is there um but obviously just a well-deserved well-deserved recognition for him because that, you know, gives everyone that they're like, oh, yeah, I remember fucking Bank here, whatever, World Juniors. Oh, look at this season he's having. So um, good for him. And, uh, again, just a no-brainer to to get that contract done. Or, well, not done, but just get yeah. him, get him, like, yeah. Well, so talk talk about the the other signing that was done right yep, away so we without any time more. wasted. <laughs> well, we had one more today. So they did wait a day, technically. I guess. Uh, but Hunter Hate. Second round pick this year, um, you know, plays center for Saginaw, started the season off <laughs> in Barry and was not looking good. It, like, so like kind of the opposite of bank here where he comes into the season. Everyone's like, oh man, like Hunter hate, like this guy, he's going to make the, well, remember he fucking made like the pre-tournament camp <laughs> like, uh, way back or like the, what team was that? basically the winter world junior pre-camp that they have like in fucking August. It makes no sense, but you know, he gets named to that squad. Um, so everyone's expecting this big breakout year with Barry. They got a couple studs over there and he just, I mean, rough start to the season, just not good. I think like 12 games, maybe like six points or something uh, like dash two, dash three, one shot on goal, like just not at all playing well. Makes his move over to Saginaw, and I mean, just eviscerating the OHL now. Um, Letter like I found uh, his old so Lassie Allen and Elite Prospects. He does the CHL tracking data, so I looked at like the player card from when he was at Barry, and it's just like 11th percentile in expected goals, like blah blah blah, like just not good. And now he like overall like 98th percentile in the OHL in terms of any offensive metrics. Like he's even defending pretty well at this point, mostly because of his skating and this, um, you know, the ability to get the rush defense with those forwards. But um, he's well over a point per game with Saginaw. He's on that first line. He's playing center. He's playing with good players, scoring goals. He's making plays. Like he's a real fun player to watch and still really confused why Saginaw kind of decided to like half sell this year. Because they had Minchikov, who is insane, and he ends up getting traded to uh, Ottawa. But 
Um, literally, like, Saginaw Hunter Hate versus Barry Hunter, like, two completely different players. Like, and so, you know, this is a no-brainer, again, to get him signed as soon as you can. All these guys in CHL, you want to sign them as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is another no-brainer. And again, like, now I'm curious to see how much upside there really is. Because if you talk to guys from, you know, like some of my buddies from Elite Prospects, they'll tell you, like, we had him pretty much right outside the first round. A lot of people had him in there just because his skill is off the charts. Skating's pretty good. The offensive toolkit is unbelievably intriguing. Like, he's just such a creative player and so fun to watch um that it really makes you wonder like how much how much more is in there um you know again the only knock on him really is just like the size thing or whatever um and you know the, the defensive profile is pretty limited just in terms of what he can do but you know there's still enough enough there that he should be fine yeah. um but it, another just really exciting like the ceiling i think could be pretty high with him sure so, I mean, very opposite players that we just talked about there in Caden Bank here versus Hunter Hate. Like, in a vacuum, we don't have to go into too much depth, but which one are you more excited about as a wild prospect? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, the. This isn't to shit on either of them. It's just. No, like, I know. I'm just trying like, to, like you said, they're just so different. Like, right. I think, like, the let's say they both hit their absolute ceiling, like, just the skill toolkit, the offense toolkit, the skill, like, um, on Hunter Hate is insane. And I mean, people saw it in Dev Camp, too, right? Where he was, like, I mean, highlight real goal, highlight real assist. Like, he was unbelievable there. There was a couple of times where he's, like, a walking Lambo. So I was like, oh, shit. Like, Lambos <laughs> might fucking knock him out. Um, but, and I mean, I think uh, who our, t- our buddies over at 10K, the uh, the Wild Takes guys, they did the interview with Damon Hunt and they were like, hey, who, so, you know, at Dev Camp, was there anyone that you didn't really know that well before that stood out? He's like, dude, that fucking Hunter Hate kid is unbelievable. <laughs> like, um, so I think like, I mean, I don't know, like, I think a lot of what Banker does just project, like his strengths probably project to like an everyday NHL player, but like the overall ceiling on Hunter Hate, I think it's like, substantially higher probably hates high Um, ceiling low floor bank your very kind of carved out what you expect him to be yeah probably like a high floor like i just think you look at him now like he's even gonna get bigger too just like he's gonna put on muscle size like he's already what six one six two um you know the skating's improving again like that was a that was a bit of a weakness at one point just because and this kid hits his like fucking four inch growth spurt at 16, 17 years old. So obviously it's going to take some adjustment. Um, but I do think like you just look, he's like honestly creating rush chances with the skating, which is like in my head, it doesn't really make sense. Just like watching him like the year before he got drafted. It's like, uh, he looks like a bit of a Bambi out there, like whatever. Um, but I do think, like he's already got the size, like he's got the defensive game, probably a little bit more locked down than a guy like hate. So there's a little bit more of a role type player there where Hunter hate, like you're, you're banking on that ceiling. Very fair. Let's talk about a guy that uh, took home some accolades with the Q. Yep. So uh, I think it was announced yesterday. Uh, David Spotcheck, Sherbrooke Phoenix, who's in first place in their division in the Q. Uh, defenseman of the month over there. I think they played 10 games and he had 14 points um, playing really well. I still have a ton of, con- not, okay, maybe not a ton. That's aggressive, but 
some decent levels of concern just with like the overall defensive game. Like again, if you listen to Billy Garrett on 32 thoughts the other day, like he said, you can't just be um, like a specialty type player. What it, what was the actual freeze? No, nah, whatever. Um, like a lot of his points, they come on the power play. Sure. And that's where most of his goals are scored. Um, but I do like, again, you look at the, and I, 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 we've said this before. I don't put a ton of stock into the world's users. Like some things I look at and I get interested in. He's a gamer though. Like that's the thing, right? Like he can bring it in big moments. So, and again, I do see flashes of, you know, good defensive play um, more than just him, like collecting the puck along the blue line and firing shots or whatever, like, Every once in a while in transition, he makes some really heady plays. Like, so I see enough flashes there to be very intrigued. I think a lot of people got really excited about, about the world juniors. Um, but he is a fun player to watch. Like, and that Sherbrooke team is fun too. They've got a kid. I have no idea where he'll go in the first round, but Ethan Gauthier, um, draft eligible from Sherbrooke. Fun, fun player. They've got Josh Waugh, who is sick. Uh, he lit up the World Juniors, too. I was going to say, like, we don't care about World Juniors, but holy fuck, was he good yeah, in World Juniors? No, he was real good. Um, Definitely a guy now. Definitely a guy. Yeah, no, he's a guy, for sure. Um, but he played really good hockey all around this month. David Spot, or well, I guess last month, February. Um, I actually meant to look up where he stacks up. Cause I mean, in defensive scoring, he's got 44 points this year in 47 games. Like last year he had 50 and 57. Um, so he's trending. He's already, he took a, he had 127 shots on net last year. He's got 124 already. Like um, I'm just looking at it now. Like what well, these stats are like weirdly similar, Like he's just like trending towards a little bit better than he did last year. Um, and again, like I think a lot of guys on Sherbrooke, they really kind of tend to just like trend up pretty hard with like some of the offensive stats. But um, I want to see where he ranks just in terms of uh, points amongst defensemen in the queue because it's got to be up there. But then the other day, he had like four. Oh my God, Jordan Dumais. But the, I think he did he already set the record. Defenseman scoring. Let's see. He is eighth in defenseman scoring. Who are the other guys? Oh, the fucking kid from Moncton, Etienne Morin. 2023 guy. He's fucking huge. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, he's just having a good year all around. Like, again, their flashes in defensive liability can come up. But, again, like, it's weird. Like, there's some, time, there's some games like, oh, shit, he's, a, he's the best player in the world. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, then there's other games like, oh, Jesus Christ, if he's if you're not on the power play, you just just don't put him out there. But uh, defense with month in the queue for February. Um, and he's playing just really good hockey right now, which is a good time because obviously we're creeping towards the playoffs and uh, Sherbrooke's trying to be the best team out of the queue. So um, good for him. I mean, now he's got a top three player in the world juniors on his team and he's got a defenseman player of the month. Right. Good for uh, good for spot check. He's got a cool dad, probably. Yeah, probably pretty cool. I, yeah, dude, I, cool I'm not going to lie. I've I've talked a lot to just normal Z. I've talked a little bit to Mass Hole Z, usually when he's got a couple of Bud Lights in him. 
I've never talked to French Canadians, and I'm not sure how I feel about talking. I hate to them. him. I hate him. He's interesting. But I had to. He had to. He had to come out there. That's fair. That's fair. So those are the big three that we definitely wanted to hit on. Anyone else that you want to touch on from the dub, the OHL, the Q, like anyone that deserves specific call out or do you want to move on to the 2023 prospect? Well, I do want to say like Lambos is playing so well right now. And it was well, funny dude, to scream like, it because people, people, he didn't make world juniors, man. He's a bust. Yeah, well, it's it was funny though because like I talked about before, there was a couple weeks where I was just watching a ton of Winnipeg, and I told you I said it on here. I told you guys in our like group chat, like Lambos just played 32 minutes last night. Like he played the last nine minutes of the game, and I'm watching literally I'm watching the game last night, and they're playing they're at Medicine Hat, and. The announcers are like, and there's Lambos. Has he, has he been on the ice this whole damn period? They're like, how? Oh yeah, didn't make the World Juniors. Like, um, so it is funny because like every time you watch, like they do double shift him pretty much the entirety of the game. Uh, and I mean, he's just a really like he's just playing solid right now. Even when the points aren't there, a lot of times he's just playing. You know, a lot of defensive defenseman hockey and like. The way they play, he's got to clean up a ton. But the skating's crazy. Um, and again, he can play forever, which for a kid who had a major health scare and didn't really get to play a ton of hockey in his draft season, hence the fact that he fell that far in the first round, um, you know, that's obviously good to see. He's stayed healthy and he could just go forever. Like he just doesn't stop. Um, but it was just funny hearing like the announcers for Medicine Hat being like, how is he still on the ice? Oh, there's Lambos again. It's, it was like a minute left. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been out there since the 1130 mark. And they just kept talking about it. It was like, it was just really funny. Cause I was literally saying that in the chat a while ago. Um, but he's just playing really well right now, even though the points don't, I mean, for a defenseman, sure. Like it does look like a lot, I guess. But if you context of like junior hockey, you're like, you probably expect him to be 1.25 points per game or whatever. Right now, he's. I think he's. I think he also has 44, 45 points in 48 or 50 games. Um, but he's just play again. He plays a 200 foot for a forward. I guess I'm not gonna say 200 foot game because that doesn't really make a ton of sense. I guess, but um, he is a really fun offensive player. Like watching him walk the blue line is so fun. Really good in transition and defensively he can he can shut it down i think he has taken a step this year like there were times last year where a lot of his defensive prowess came from like rush defense or defending with the stick or um like defending in motion i guess but like there are times where he's getting lost just like in zone defending like um just getting kind of stuck in his own end but this year i think he's he has every once in a while pops up where like the decision making is wild to like go challenge some of the blue line for no reason uh but I do think that's taken a step this year too. So he's just playing really well right now that I thought he uh, deserved, deserved a little bit of love. Very fair. Love it, man. Well, we moving on then to the final piece. We can. All right. 2023 prospect spotlight. Who do we got here for our fourth guy? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that, yeah, no, that works. Um, we're, let's talk a little bit here about Anton Wahlberg. Yes, Wahlberg, same spelling, whatever. 
Um, big Swedish center, 6'2". I think he's right around, what, 205 maybe. Um, pretty fun player. Well, I, no, he's actually so shitty, 6'3", 190 actually, sorry. Um, I'll be very curious to see where he ends up getting drafted. I think if you look at... There are going to be people who want to sneak him into the first round. I think that would probably be a little bit rich, but um, pretty fun offensive player. And a lot of the goals that he scores, like in the J20 at least, like he's just like picking the puck up again, like in his own end off the wall. And then be like, eh, I'm just going to go coast to coast here. But he's not like the fastest player in the world, but he can just kind of bully people. Um, so he's interesting. And now he's playing in the senior team for Malmo. And he was in like today was I, by far the best hockey game I've ever seen him play ever. Like he recently was promoted to their SHL squad, probably playing, you know, fourth line mitts, five, six, seven, had an assist last game. Then today they still have him on that third line playing wing. And I think he played like 16 minutes, he had like six shots on net, scored a beautiful goal and got robbed a few times. But like he went out there and he was bullying like men, like, like 30, 30 year olds, like big dudes. So he does have these flashes where he can kind of just be like, Nope, I'm going to take over today. So it's just like, he's an intriguing player. And again, he's got the size. So I do think he will probably go higher than maybe he should, but there's enough there that uh, I find him very interesting, but um, like, just like his J20 tape, like the U20, the junior, uh, Swedish juniors tape, like it's very funny. Like he'll, you can, it's almost like you can see his face be like, eh, you know what? Fuck these guys. And I will just go myself here. Um, defensively, he's all right. I think the decision making is up and down with him. I think, you know, I, the hockey IQ can come and go. He's got, a, he's a little bit of a hothead. Like he kills guys too. Like, um, but I do think, I wonder if he pans out as a center at the national hockey league level. I think again, like just the fact that he is six, three already, he's 190 pounds at this point, that's going to help him. And I do think that there's flashes like, Oh, he can be a pretty good playmaker. I just don't know if it's consistent enough. I don't think, um, like I'm not confident in it yet, but I do think this is just another guy whose stock is rising. Um, and I know the NHL, Scouts are like, ooh, like he's six three. He's like almost two hundred pounds already. And he's seventeen, um, so he's just an interesting player. And I think he's definitely one that I've been keeping my eye on for a while. Uh, and he's not disappointing. And again, like, like he was a menace today. Like I was just like watching, and every time, because I'm I'm working supposedly, uh, so I have the game on like over here and the other monitor. And I'm like. Every time I picked my head up, it was just like him running somebody, him running someone on the forecheck, winning the puck back, getting a shot on net. Like, so I don't know. I like him a lot. I think I probably have him late second, early third right now. I think, though, that he could be a guy just, again, like the size, skill combo. He's a decent enough skater. I think there's going to be teams that really want to take him in like the high second round, like early second. And I could, I wouldn't even be shocked if he ended up going, if he continues to progress like this, I think he could be a guy that ends up sneaking into the first, whether he should or not. Jury's out on that, I guess. 
Um, but he's just a fun player to watch. Like the toolkit's very intriguing. Um, and again, when he plays like he did today, like he's got that ability to take games over. I just don't know if it's going to be that way consistently, at least in the NHL. Sure. I mean, it sounds like he reeks of the kind of player that Judd's going to take like his second plus like a fourth or a fifth package it to move up, grab this guy in the like mid to early second. I would really, he would add, he would be an interesting addition to like center depth in this prospect pool. Right. Cause we've talked about it before where you look at the center's, and really the only one with any kind of size is bank here and bank here. It, again, we don't know if he'll be, he's probably a wing in the national hockey league. Sure. Probably. Um, but I think Walbert, like, so you got Rossi five foot, nothing. Hate five foot, nothing. Like who's a Dean of five foot, nah, four foot 11. <laughs> like, by the way, he's still lighting it up. He's unbelievable. Um, but he's so good. Um, so, you know, if they were to grab a guy like Anton Wahlberg, like in the second round, like that's just a very, very interesting and intriguing addition to your prospect pool at the center position, just because again, he gives you a little bit of something you don't necessarily have where, um, you know, not only with the size part, but like that nasty, like Rossi does have it. Like he's just, again, he's small. Yeah. But he's like, he can be a little bit of a pit bull. And it's very funny when he decides, like, again, I saw this before. He had a broken nose last year with a cage. And he's like, ah, let's start a scrum, <laughs> like in the AHL. Like, this guy's 6'5. Let me go beat him up real quick. Put have a cage on. Um, but Anton Walbert just gives you a little bit of the nasty. He's got the skill um, and the ability to kind of just like bully people and take over games. So I think that would be honestly a very interesting addition into the prospect pool here. Love like, it. I could see a third line being sick of like him. Ogren. I'm trying to think who would really be a fun and like Lorenz, like just some big dudes. And you got Wahlberg who's a nut job. And then Ogren and Lorenz who can snipe, but Lorenz can be a real sick playmaker too. Like, I think that's like very intriguing in my head. Like I just thought of that right now. Um, but yeah, no, I like Anton Wahlberg. A lot. He's got a cool name. So that helps. Um, that helps. I hope I hope he stays in the SHL. I hope he continues to get like 12 to 16 minutes because again, he was an absolute animal today. And it was really fun to watch. Like it's so hard to play in that league as a teenager. Like it's hard to just get more than five minutes. So, like, you know, Fabian Lee Sell comes to the Bruins and like he's got that profile of a top 10 type player. And be like, oh my God, he had one point in the SHL and he played three minutes a night. But it's like, yeah, because it's a fucking pro league. <laughs> it's not <laughs> people just don't do that. So mm-hmm. um, the fact that he did like the way he played today, I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. That I did not see coming. Fair. So there, there you go, Judd. There you go, Judd. Get her done. Less and than an course, hour. To, and and to perfectly wrap this up too, talking earlier about the Pittsburgh misery, talking about. Tampa doing Tampa things and overpaying for Janot. Tampa's up one nothing on Pittsburgh right now. Janot goal. Of course. Did he score? He scored. <laughs> oh, my God. That didn't take – oh, no, did he? My app says it was Ross Colton. Janot, primary apple. Our apps say different things. 
That's really funny. Like I'm literally, you probably can't see my phone screen. We'll try it though. Yours works. You see it? Who knows what I try? Yeah. It says Janelle. Interesting. Who knows? Yeah, it's just weird. All right. Well, either way, penguins are sad. Janelle did something. Sounds like the perfect way to end the episode. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We might have an off week, though, next week. Should probably mention that, I guess. Unless... Actually, I could just do like a full mailbag when I think about it. Okay, that's that's an option. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but anyways, thank you for tuning in. We are signing off. For, uh... See you when we see you.